Good morning, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Doing the team capsules. Last team in the AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, I don't know, Wiz, it might be apropos this year, last team. Because uh, as much as this is a team that started 11-0 last season, uh, I could see the case uh, that this team is actually the worst team in this division. And, uh, you know, some people, uh, Steeler fans out there, may call me crazy. Uh, but I don't know. I'm personally not going to be the guy that's going to be jumping all over myself to draft Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Uh, I have very particular concerns with the offensive line. It's a rebuilt one. We know Roethlisberger is coming back from an injury. Uh, I don't know, Wiz. Uh, as great a job as Mike Tomlin did a couple of seasons ago, I hated the way the season ended last year. Bad taste in my mouth. Maybe I'm letting somebody else uh, draft Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to this upcoming fantasy season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we talked about a wide range of outcomes, and, you know, I know I talked about Ben Roethlisberger, and, you know, I, I see... If you draft Ben Roethlisberger this year, you have to make sure that he's your second quarterback and that you have somebody that you could count on week in, week out. Because can I see him getting back to form? And, you know, if his, if it was about all, you know, the last year, if it was about the injury and, and he's feeling a lot better, can I see him improving a lot and getting back to maybe quarterback one status? Maybe. But I can also see a scenario where he retires midway through the season. Uh, so there are some wide range of outcomes for Roethlisberger. But if you draft Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm not saying whether you should or shouldn't, but if you do draft him, I, I am saying that you have to have a more reliable player at the position. Yeah, and so the, the one thing that will be happening here is there's going to be a change in the play calling. And Randy Fitchner was the offensive coordinator last year. I didn't really love – I mean, I didn't know what they were doing in the second half last year, right? Like, I, I looked at times when Roethlisberger was in there, the way Juju was used in this offense. You know, Matt Canada is going to be the offensive coordinator. It became very predictable in the second half of the season and almost comical at times. Like I said, a team that started 11-0 and couldn't get out of their own way and got blasted in the playoffs by the Cleveland Browns. But, yeah, I, I have concerns around Roethlisberger. This offense attempted – uh, a ton of passes last year, top three in the league. They had a lousy rushing game. I've mentioned the offensive line. I have particular concerns around that. Yeah, it's not going to be a situation that I'm going to be looking at on my own, and I would agree with you, not a number one quarterback in any way, shape, or form. And that takes us to running back whiz where, you know, they tried last year, you know, again with James Conner. It didn't work out. Uh, you know, they drafted McPartland and Snell the last couple of years, but, you know, now they moved it to get Najee Harris, you know, probably one of the most elite guys coming out of this particular draft at the running back position from Alabama. You know, a lot of hype being talked about him as a player. My reservations, like I said, everything has to do with the offensive line, not challenging the player's ability. But, you know, if this line can't block effectively, how effective does that make Najee Harris as a fantasy player? I think he's going to get a lot of interest and hype. Uh, because of, you know, exciting to draft a rookie who can potentially burst out. Uh, but my reservations are there when it comes to this offensive line and the offense as a whole. You know, there's a lot of things being talked about um, this offseason, and the majority of it has been about Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, and I understand that. But I think the most underrated thing that happened since the end of last season 
fantasy football related is the retirement of Marquise Pouncey, a guy who is a, a pro bowler nine years of the 11 years he played in the league, all pro five years um, out, out of his you know career, retired. And now you have an offensive line that was you know not good, and now they're losing its best player. I just think... If you want to improve your running game, you improve it by getting better at offensive line. And with all due respect to Najee Harris, and I think he's going to be fine fantasy football-wise because I think he's clearly, out of all the rookie running backs that were drafted, he has the clearest path to getting the lion's share of the carries. And I completely understand that, and he's a very, very good football player. But their offensive line stinks. I don't know what their game script is going to be because I don't think they're particularly good, the Steelers. Um, so I think he's fine. I have him as a running back, too. I have him around you know 15th overall at the position uh, just because the clear path and the other players at the position on the Steelers. But there's a lot to be concerned about, and uh, I just don't think you, it could be talked about enough, the, the retirement of Pouncey and what that's going to mean um, to the Steelers and, and to a running back as well. So a lot of good things to talk like about about uh, Najee Harris, especially the usage, but it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the complicated part. I'm again not disputing the player's talent, but I, I'm just kind of worried about the situation. So we'll we'll see uh, at the receiver position. Wiz, we we talked about this group in our wide receiver podcast. Uh, a difficult group to try to figure out. Uh, you know, player like Juju, who was really mysterious and mercurial last year in terms of usage and the patterns that he's running. Deontay Johnson became. Uh, uh, you know the most used guy in this in this group, uh, but also drop more balls than any, any other uh, receiver uh, in in the NFL. Claypool made a lot of noise in the middle of the year, uh, but you know kind of quieted down as the year went on. The targets, it's going to be interesting to see how they're kind of divvied up. We know James Washington is probably one of the better fourth options out there, so an injury to any one of those players uh, depend, depend, you know, certainly makes uh, James Washington uh, an interesting choice uh, on a waiver wire. But uh, you, is there anything you want to add uh, more than we've said already on the on this receiving group, Wiz? Yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of a pecking order. I just think because of you know the routes that he runs and his quickness and uh, the, the the confidence that Roethlisberger seems to have in him, despite his dropping so many passes. I, I think there's a pecking order, and I, I think it's you know Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver two, um, then Juju as a wide receiver three, and then Chase Claypool as a flex player. Chase Claypool has a lot of talent. But he's maddening. He, you know, it's maddening to own the guy because um, you're just not quite sure when it's going to be two touchdowns and 145 yards worth of offense versus one catch for seven yards and maybe one you know jet sweep that goes for no gain. So I just think it's it's going to be difficult to own that player unless you're in a best ball league where you know you could just have whenever he plays great you know this, he could be in your starting lineup. But in regular format leagues, um, he, he's going to be difficult to own. So I think there's a little bit of a pecking order between uh, Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver two, Smith Schuster as a wide receiver three, and Clay's Poole more as a flex player. 
I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you said there, Wiz. Well articulated about this particular group. Let's move to the tight ends. Eric Ebron, I think people were excited when he kind of moved into Pittsburgh. But I tell you what, Eric Ebron, as like Deontay Johnson had butterfingers. Watching Eric Ebron at times last year, he definitely looked like he was playing with other mitts on his hands. They went and drafted Pat Framuth at the tight end spot in this draft as well. So I don't know. Maybe the leash is pretty short on Ebron's tenure here, you know, former top 10 pick but I just thought last year in, ineffective at times and I don't know in this offense if I if I necessarily feel that uh, you know with all the receiving receiver options that they have the tight end is, is is a paramount need in fantasy drafts from the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah I agree with all of that I mean he's just a guy that you know I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna have in any of my teams and um when you know, it, it, he'll be on the waiver wire in just about all formats. So when you start us out and if you, you just happen to like the matchup for the Steelers that way you could start him. But uh, in my opinion, there's, 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 he, he's not the type of player that should be drafted. I, t- I tend to agree with that. I think uh, you know. I think you're just setting yourself up, for, setting yourself up for disappointment there. So, I guess the big question was as we talk about the Steelers, and 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 I think it surrounds their defense. I still see this defense being ranked in the top five. Um, I'm going to say that a lot of what happens to this defense probably centers around what goes on in this offense. Maybe that statement is a little bit too aggressive, but and I know you know. Look, Devin Bush, a very talented player. Uh, severe injury last year, bouncing back from that. Um, this is a team that sacked the quarterback over 50 times uh, in consecutive seasons, a bunch of years in a row. So very effective in that, but they did lose Bud Dupree. Um, so I, I have some concerns about where I see this team ranked and it, you know, not necessarily that I feel that the defense lacks the personnel or the ability, although there are concerns of mine, like I said, losing a guy like, uh, like Bud Dupree. They also lost Steve Nelson as well. You know, two guys that actually contributed to that sack total but I do worry about this offense and what it means for the defense and if they can't figure out how to you know how to run the football now now some people would would push back on me saying they had a lousy offense a couple years ago but their defensive carried them through that season well I don't know I have some I have some concerns around this defense I think it will be drafted like a top five defense I'm not sure it will finish out that way and in particular I think this division is improved so small concerns for me on the Pittsburgh Steelers as a premier defense in fantasy was? Yeah, I mean, they have elite, you know, they have several elite players. Cameron Hayward is is an elite player. T.J. Watt is an elite player. Devin Bush is going to be a terrific player in the league. Got to see if he can overcome. And then, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick is, is, you know, a a great free safety. The problem is uh, I don't like their secondary aside from Fitzpatrick. Joe Hayden is 32 years old. He's been susceptible. Cameron Sutton. uh, I don't particularly like their secondary and now without Bud Dupree being there if teams can kind of you know move their protection over to TJ Watt's side and he doesn't get any help you know getting to the pass rusher I think they're susceptible to being deep early deep and often uh, in that secondary so that's my concern about the Steelers their depth is gone and if nobody else gives T.J. Watt help rushing the passer uh, and they don't have that in Bud Dupree coming from the other side anymore uh, I think you know it's going to be pretty easy to move the ball on the Steelers this year 
Yeah, I would agree with that. And just to add on Chris Boswell, you know, this is, again, one of those teams that, that's efficient, and he doesn't get a lot of opportunities. Also kicks in a tough stadium to kick field goals. So to me, Boswell's not – even though he's an accurate kicker, I don't look at him as kind of a fantasy option that the kicker position was. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree, I would agree with that. I mean, he's kind of like a guy that you maybe stream or pick up. He's almost always available uh, in the in these formats where teams have – have one kicker, so I, I and agree with all of that about that that stadium not being conducive for long field goals. So yeah, he's kind of a guy to avoid. But yet there seems to be so many Steelers, you know, fans that are in these leagues that he always ends up being drafted. But uh, he'll be maybe drafted, but not on my team. <laughs> all right, good stuff, Wiz. All right, so Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast that wraps up the AFC North. Uh, we'll be doing the AFC South later in the week. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast is on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. Wiz, love talking about it, and uh, look forward to catching up with the next division in the AFC. You got it. Thanks a lot.